You give to people so much, how you honor them. What you give to people is directly proportional to the level of honor and value you place on them. Is God valuable to you? Is God special? Is God number one? That means what you give to him is a reflective of how you honor and value That's him. That's why you're not giving it for an exchange. You are giving to honor God. You are giving to worship God. You are tithing, not that you're, so that things won't be tight for you, no. You are tithing to honor God, to worship God. You are tithing to bless God, to minister to God. We thank you, we give you praise, we worship you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Father, we thank you. Everyone, can you begin to thank the name of the Lord? Just worship him, bless his holy name. Father, we honor you. There is none like you, Jesus. Ancient of days, King of glory, Lord of laws, mighty warrior, mighty warrior, our own very own Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just bless him. Minister to him. Worship him. Bless him. Worship him for his word, for what he did last Sunday, for what he did in our lives, you know, this last week. Let's thank him since January, you know, to this time. Let's thank him for the purpose and the blessings of God coming to pass in our life. Lord, we give you praise. We bless your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church this morning? All right, I'd like you to look at your neighbor, say, neighbor. Say, I'm blessed to be in church this morning. I'm glad to be in church this morning. Glory to God. Come on, give God a shout offering. Glory! Woo! Wow. I'm away physically, but I'm here digitally. So, you know, um, I'd like you to be attentive and to give is what I want to share with you is an instruction from the Lord. All right? It's an instruction from the Lord. God put it in my spirit. After what he did on Sunday, I just know that some of us will have to arise as sons of God and take our place. Take our place in the spirit, first and foremost, and then we start taking our place um, in the physical, in our businesses, in our career, and then every other place that God has blessed us, all right? So we are sons of God. We are sons of God. We are full of God's love. We are set out as light of the world. We are source of the earth. We are source of the earth. We are productive. We are highly productive. Bible says in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32b, he said, and those who do know their God will be strong and do exploit. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. I command that every familiar spirit be expelled from this place. And I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost that your hand rest upon every one of us. Our eyes are open to see. Our ears can hear. And our heart can perceive everything that you have in stock for us. And we believe we are united and we are in conjunction with the Holy Ghost. And that the Holy Spirit revealed these things to us, deep things of God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the glory. For Jesus' name, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Look at your neighbor, say, I'm alive. Say, I'm blessed. Say louder, say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm alive. Glory, 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 glory. And so now, uh, you know, today I'm in Nife and I'm also here, you know, digitally uh, ministering to um, our, our brothers and sisters um, in the land. But there's something I want to share with you. I call it honor code. I call it honor code. Honor. 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 And I'm just going to teach you part of it, all right? I'm going to probably complete it, you know, um, on Wednesday, when I'll be talking about honoring men. But this one, 
the first part is I'm going to be talking about honoring God. All right? Now, let me start with this scripture. And when you say you want to honor God, it has to do with what God has blessed you with everything. You honor God with your life. Um, honoring God makes that holding God in high esteem, highly estimating God in your view, in your thoughts, in your heart, in your entire life. Glory to God. So what it means, that's what it means, that you, um, God occupies a special place in your heart. God is a priority. In fact, as believers, you must know that no other person must occupy that kind of special place in your heart. God must be a priority over your spouse, a priority over your business, a priority over yourself, a priority over anything that God has blessed you with, a priority over your children, a priority over your career. A power. God must be a priority. And that is why it's part of the honoring God when you wake up early in the morning and is the first person you are speaking to. Do you understand? When you want to go to bed in the night, is the last person you are speaking to. And every time in between, it needs your attention, it could get your attention. That's God is, he deserves to be that honored. He is worthy of our honor. And I'm speaking to you that often when a son is given, when a child is trained and is raised, and is becoming a son, one of the things that sons do is to honor the father. Anywhere you see God referring to himself as the father in the scripture, he's also referring to us as either children or sons. You know, I spoke to you in the last conference that brethren, spiritual babies, can do things, can, can come to God and want to receive from God and cry over, you know, how babies and children do. But you see, when somebody grows up, it takes responsibility he becomes a son. He becomes responsible. Right? He carries out others. He executes heavenly others. Kingdom agenda on behalf of God. He knows that he's not living for himself. He's living for God. He's living for God. He's living for God. Living for God alone. Living to glorify God. So the Bible calls us kings and priests. He said we are royal priesthood. Holy nation. Peculiar people. You see that? He said, we should show forth the praises of God. Glory to God. He says, we are the life of the world. You see, we should shine that life so that the people, worldly people can see the light, you know, partake of the light and glorify our Father who is in heaven. So there are different ways we honor God. But I want to talk about one of the most difficult ways. You honor God by prostrating in his presence by shouting, by rolling, by dancing. Your dancing honors God. Your laughter, your faith honors God. Your confidence honors God. Your boldness honors God. Your obedience, and this is one of the most difficult ones, obedience. God will tell you things that are difficult. Honoring God is honoring his word, honoring his will, honoring his command, honoring his instruction. When he demand of you of certain things, you honor him. Look at what happens to our father of faith. Anytime he will build, every time he will build altar to worship God. Every time. Genesis 12, 7, 8, builds altar. Genesis 13, builds altar. Verse 18, 17, 18, it builds altar. You know, on and on like that. A canter, Genesis 17, on and on. Chapter 22, he demanded for his son. He had to obey and honor him. And you see, I found out that Jesus himself told us, he said, there is nothing anybody has that has not been given. That everything that we receive, that we have, we have been given. Glory to God. You see, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Can you see that? You must know that everything that you receive is from the Lord. If you look at James chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. You must first see yourself as a gift to the world. 
the solution that has inside you, that grace to solve problems, that grace to shine the light, to bring solution, to impart people, to advise people, to counsel people, to love people, to feed people, to employ people, has made you a gift to your world. That is why God will come openly to declare, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Glory to God. So you must see that you came from God. Everything you have came from God. You have not received anything that is not from heaven. In 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 12 to 14, 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 12 to 14, he said, both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. Can you see that? In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. It's in your hand. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise you, your glorious name. Now, the reason why David and Co were saying this is because they were making provisions for the temple. And David has given so much so much. I mean, you need to read that chapter yourself. Read chapter 22, read chapter 29. You will have an idea of all the provisions that David made. Huge, huge, huge materials made available that David gave to God for his temple. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? They offer materials willingly. They offer money willingly. They offer high on for the temple, woods for the temple, willingly. You see that? They offer it willingly. Keep that scripture there. He said, for all things come from you. Look at that understanding. Now, whoever will generously honor God must first and foremost know that they came from God. Number two, Everything that God has given to them is from God. You see that? And it becomes easy for you to honor God willingly, willingly. You see, when you give to God, you are privileged to give to God. That is why you are not, it's not something that you are being forced to do. Or it's not something that you can do braggadociously. You are privileged to be a giver in the kingdom. You are privileged to honor him with your substance. And that's where I'm going. He's going to command you. He will tell you things to do that you have to do. You know, one of the things that helps a child becoming a son is that he will die on the cross. He will be crucified. And one of the ways by which God ensured that we are crucified with the Lord Jesus, nevertheless we live, the life we live now, we live by the faith of the Son of God, who gave, died and gave himself for us. And we won't lay aside or frustrate or change the grace of God that has been bestowed upon our life. So you need to know. One of the ways by which God allows that is that he gives you instruction that we finish your ambition, reduce your ego, humble you, destroy pride in you, destroy stinginess, you know, covetousness, greediness. He will batter it and destroy those things. Some of those instructions will have to do with giving God what cost you. Look at what David said. He saw it as a privilege to build the temple for the Lord. We have projects in church. Do you see it as a privilege to be part of it? You must see it as a privilege. You must see it. Some people are no more. Nobody can ask them to give anything. You don't even have to be asked. You have to know that your heart must be broken, must be full of generosity towards God. And you use that to honor him. Put that scriptures there. Look at it. It said, and of your own, we have given you. Let me read another version. Everything in heaven and earth is yours, O Lord. Everything in heaven and earth is yours, O Lord. 
Psalm 24 corroborates with it. He said, the earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof. The world and those that are in it. Look at it. He said, oh Lord, wealth and honor come from you. This is David speaking. He had honor. He had wealth. He had power. He had influence. This is David. The one that God raised from the backside of the farm or backside of the desert, or in the farm, from the farm. He knew when he was running around cattle, when he was taking care of cattle, he took care of it very well, fought, defended them, fought the bear, fought the lion, you know, fought the Goliath, and God entrusted the souls of men into his hand. That's how he grew into sonship. And he has been so generous to be defensive of the kingdom of God, to be protecting the kingdom of God to be giving to the kingdom of God, to be advancing the cause of the kingdom. You are here primarily for the kingdom. You are born again for the advancement of the kingdom. And that is the reason. And so that means you are working on behalf of the kingdom. Your career is on behalf of the kingdom. Your business on behalf of the kingdom. The kingdom is the body of Christ. You as a child of God growing up you know, as sons of God, who God will be trust and trusting, you know, the valuable exit of heaven, the inheritance, the blessing into his or our hands, you are supposed to arise and take responsibility for the kingdom. You preach the gospel, you spend, and you have to be spent. Being spent is the service you render, your skill for the advancement of the kingdom. That's being spent. That's what Apostle Paul says. Your skill for the advancement of the kingdom. Your wisdom for the advancement of this kingdom. Those who don't do it, they're just spiritual babies. Those who do it are people that have seen themselves as priests, who have grown up, who offer up intercessions on behalf of others, offer up praises, worship, offer up, you know, um, um, offerings, offer up, you know, valuable things unto God. Their skill, their wisdom, their talent, their time, their every valuable things that you have. You offer it up to God. You offer it up to God. Yes, to advance the kingdom. All the time you are looking at the house of God. What best? How best can we get this thing done? How best can we increase this? You have seen two cameras. Why can't we have two more? And you pay for it. Probably we need it. You just thought about it. We need a church boss. Some people come from far place, you know, and you buy it. Always thinking of how to advance the kingdom. Sons are sold out, people. Sons are sold out for the kingdom of God. They can be professional this, professional that. They can be a career woman, a career man, a businessman, a businesswoman. They can be crossing the country, flying, you know, in and out and all that. But they are doing all that to the end that the kingdom of God be expanded, be advanced. Let me just simply tell you about the purpose of the kingdom wealth and prosperity. Let me just simply tell you. Number one is for kingdom advancement. God is a priority. Number two is that you live a purposeful, comfortable, good life yourself. Then number three is to be a blessing to people that you know one way or the other will need your help. I've mentioned this before. Poor is among those people. The fa your family is among those people. And God lifts you to, so that you can be a blessing to them. Sometimes you have to go extra mile for your family. You have to go extra mile for the poor. You have to go. But you see, the kingdom comes first. Then you yourself come next. And then the thought is your family, the poor, your parents, whoever. Praise God. So that, that's important. That's important. Look at this version. He said, everything in heaven and on earth is yours, O Lord. Wealth and honor. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. I see God exalting you, promoting you, and strengthening you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can you say it louder, amen. amen? Let it be loud. Let it be loud. Let me hear it different. Let me hear it different. Glory. 
So you see, exalt and give strength to all. God will give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? They gave generously. You can give stingily. You can give bountifully. You can give sparingly. And we're going to get into that. And who are my people that we should be able to give so generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Can you see that? We have given you only what, so that means God is giving to you to give to him. He's testing you with what he has given to you. He's testing you with it. And one of the most fantastic ways we can honor God is to give to him. Look at Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. You see, I'm discussing God now. I will discuss 2 and 3 later. You know, I told you that the kingdom, prosperity, and wealth is primarily purposefully given so that you can honor God, advance the kingdom, advance the kingdom. And then so that you can take care of yourself, live a comfortable, purposeful life. And then the third one is to take care of people, your family, your, the poor, um, your friends, and all that. So that is what God has done. That's the way he has proposed it. And that's very important. And so now, according to Malachi chapter 1, verse 6, he said, a son honors his father. A son honors his father. Now, I hope there are sons of God in this place. Now, look at your neighbor say, I'm a son of God. Talk to another neighbor say, I'm a son of God. Now, talk to five people say, you're a son of God, you're a son of God, you're a son of God, you're a son of God. You see that? So a son, glory to God, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? These children that don't honor God, they just throw anything they like in the offering basket, transfer anything that cannot get them a meal to God. You want to feed yourself? Don't forget that you come second. You go to Eatry, you spend like 5,000, you spend like 10,000, you take care of yourself. Look at your meal per day. Can you rate it? So you are coming to worship God just sometimes once in a week or twice in a week, and you want to give God a gift. It should be something that is special. You want to give God offering. It should be offering that honor God. And you get what I'm saying. Don't forget that the conference, I spoke about being the offering and also the offerer of offering. So, but if you are a living sacrifice, it will be easy. If you have truly yielded yourself, the totality of your heart to God, it will be easy to give God anything that he has given to you. Everything that you have, he gave you. Don't ever deceive yourself. Be covered in self-deceive to think that God... Just bless me. Oh, well, and then my brain work things out. Oh, you know, I'm diligent. I'm smart working, hard working, you know. And then I amass wealth for myself by my intelligence. Although God's grace too is there. No. I am telling you, even the smartness in the first place, the intelligence in the first place, the impartation to, to, by the Holy Spirit, there is nothing you have that you have not received of the Lord. So he said, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? So God is asking you for his honor. God is asking you. It's not just about prostrating and rolling before the Lord. It's not just about singing and dancing. Those ones too are very fantastic, but God wants you to obey him. Abraham was doing all that he will raise altar, he will, and you know there's no altar without sacrifice. There's no altar without sacrifice. We raise an altar, it means that you can't, uh, he told the Israelites, he said, don't appear before me empty-handed. So that means that you cannot but be jobful. You can't be jobless. You can't be useless. You can't be unproductive. For God to have said, don't appear before me empty-handed, means that you will be productive. You cannot be idle. You have to be hardworking. You have to be smart. You have to be diligent. You have to be 
up and growing. You have to be, do you understand what I'm talking about? Don't just have one streams of income. Don't just have one channel of income. Those incomes are not, that channel of income is a channel. It's not your source. God is your source and sustainer. The meaning of fatherhood here is source and sustainer. Your job can, can, can sustain you. That is the truth. Your businesses can sustain you. If a major policy is made now and it swallows your business up, that is the end. But God cannot be swallowed up. God is your source. Look at your neighbor and say, God is my source. Talk to another neighbor and say, God is your source. I'd like you to help me preach. Come on, slap someone. Say, God is your source. Extend it to four more people. Say, God is your source. God is your source. God is your source. God is your source. Glory to God. Say to yourself, say, God is my source. Say, I talk where God said. Mention your name. I talk where God said. As from today, God is my source. God is my sustainer. If you have this revelation, it becomes easy for you to give to God. To bless him. To minister to him. Not just only songs and praises. and You minister to him with your sacrifice. Offerings are sacrifice that honor the Father. Don't be like Cain. Be like Abel. You have to do it by faith. Bible says by faith, Abel offered. So that means Enoch um, and Cain offered not by faith. You see that? That means God will have inspired the art of Abel as touching what to give. And then he had to give what God inspired him to give. The first, the best of his animal, the first, you know. And this was way far, way, way before. He started demanding them to separate firstborn, to separate three, to separate that. But Abel had known by revelation. That's what the Bible says, by faith. You know, there can't be faith without revelation. And the Bible says that even while he died, he still speak. Do you want to leave things behind for children, children's children, and know that the righteous leave inheritance for children's children? Do you want to leave legacy, good legacy, wonderful legacy? You want to leave fantastic things behind? You want people to benefit from your company, from your career, from your life? This is you honor God, the Father. Look at it. He says, he says, says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You are priests now. Bible says you are a royal priesthood. You are priests. And then the next verse, verse 7, quickly. You offer defied food on my altar. So it means that people can bring defied offering. What you cannot... See, let me tell you something about offering. Let me tell you something about... Don't... You have to discard how you grew up, how your parents taught you certain things. You know, you'll be going to church and they'll give you coins. You know, it's when it goes, gets to... When it comes to God that they give you some uh, funny, funny kind of offering and all that. It, it could have been like a kind of upbringing that is left over or something that probably you cannot spend or something that is discardable that you bring to church and come and honor God with. No, that's a dishonor. It's better to not give anything at all than to offer off to offer unto God what dishonors him. Glory to God. You see, it's better to not give anything at all. Look at it. He said, you offer the five food on my altar, but say, in what way have we defied you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Yes? He says, and when you offer the blind as a sacrifice. Can you see that? Is it not evil? When God is asking them to bring bull, to bring turtledove, to bring lamp, he asks for the elderly ones, the clean ones, the pure ones, the, you know, lamp without blemish. That's what Jesus represented when he died on the cross. And that is the kind of offering you come to church with. Not that you just press your harp, just open your harp and just transfer any offering. I don't want to mention because Sacrifices, the giving might be different, but the sacrifices should be the same. For somebody who earns 20,000, your sacrifices might be small, all right? Compared to somebody who, um, your giving might be small compared to somebody who earns 200,000. You see what I'm saying? But the sacrifices must be the same. 
So if somebody who has 20,000 parts with 5,000, parts with 10,000, or even parts with your money, trusting God, somebody who has 200,000 must also part. You see that the more your money, the more it's less likely to actually give generously and sacrificially if care is not taken. Have you found that, that it's easier to, to part with your money? Some people can say, you know, I wired all that is my account. How much is in your account that you are wired? Is it 5 billion? Is it 5 million? Is it 200 million? It's easier to just wire 20,000, 30,000. That's all that is in my account. Sometimes you wire it because you are expecting something. What about wiring it where you're not expecting any money? And you're saying, Lord, this is honor to you. And I trust you because you are going to show up in my life. Look at it. He said, offer it then to your governor. He said, now look at it. He said, and when you offer the blind as sacrifice, is it not evil? People give God evil offering. Look at it. And when you offer this lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Will he be pleased with you? Will he, be, will he accept you favorably? Says the Lord of hosts. Go to the next one. So that means you give to people so much how you honor them. What you give to people is directly proportional to the level of honor and value you place on them. Is God valuable to you? Is God special? Is God number one? It depends. That, 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 means, that means what you give to him is a reflective of how you honor and value him. I wish I could be here physically talking to you face to face and be pointing to you that you, you have to value God. Don't value your body. Don't value your face so much. Don't value more than you value God. There's nothing wrong in taking care of your body. There's nothing wrong in taking care of your family, the poor, but God must be number one. By now, you are still debating and arguing about tithe, 10%, minimum 10%. Some people have started giving 20, 30, 40%, 50%. I heard a testimony of a lady. Two of them did a business. They made one million each. From the business and share one million. One went to God and gave 100,000 as the tithes. Another one went to God and gave 900,000 and took the tithes. I said, God, I'm putting the life of the two are different because the understanding is different. The faith, level of faith is different. You see that? I said, but now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to you. Entreat God's favor. They say, well, I'm a New Testament believer. I'm favored already. I'm it's true, but there are dimensions of favor. Hey, well, I'm a child of grace already, but do you want to be a son that emits grace? Do you want to be a son that commands things? You will entreat God's favor. Look at it. That he may be gracious to you while he is being done by your hands. Can you say is be gracious to you while it's being done by your hands. Will he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? Pessimist then. You see that? Who is there even among you? Who will shut the doors so that you will not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from your hands. Saying they have polluted it. So wake up. You can read this whole chapter. It talks about a lot about it. He talks about, you see that? Don't appear before God empty and dead. Always have a sacrifice in your hands. And I say, someone said, it's in Old Testament. Look, let me give you a few more scriptures. Go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Because I said, this thing is honor. And that's why you are not giving it for an exchange. You are giving to honor God. You are giving to worship God. You are tithing, not that you're, so that things won't be tight for you. No. You are tithing to honor God, to worship God. You are tithing to bless God, to minister to God. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. Somewhere again, it was first fruit. My first year salary, my first month, the salary in January. I'm all that. Look, people that are giving, they are getting blessed. I told you of one of my sisters in, 
Abuja there. We we're just talking, and he just said, he said, you know, you know, some things, you know, there was an, supposed to be an attack over the family. You know, some people were trying to do some stuff and blah, blah, you know, at work. Some people were trying to do some stuff and blah, from the village and blah, blah. I said, God block everything. He said, I told God. She said, I told God. I said, God, I placed my first fruit. I placed my last fruit. I was like, first fruit, last fruit? That must be a personal, personal understanding because I never saw last fruit in the scripture up to now. First fruit, last fruit. He said, my January salary goes to God. My December salary goes to God. So that means for two months consecutively, this woman couldn't control her salary. And you are there arguing with first fruit. You are there arguing with, look, you are now in the New Testament. You are led by God. You are filled with the Spirit of God. How is God leading you? How is God leading you? By the principle of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he called Jesus Christ as the first fruit from the dead. He sowed Jesus as a seed. First fruit is the harvest. And he gave to himself. He said, well, you know, there's nothing like that. You know, testament thing and blah, blah, blah. You got a job. You couldn't honor God with your first fruit, first salary. You start distributing to your parents. You are buying clothes. You are doing whatever. You are better learned covenant. I am just telling you as your pastor, Let's, let me tell you the truth. You see, sometimes when we do, do anniversary, five, five years, we send five, something that represents five. When we do, do you understand? These things are just covenances. They are just understanding. They are things that Holy Spirit just puts in your spirit to do. Look at, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. This is one of the wealthiest man ever on earth. Is commanding you. What other mentorship do you need? This is a billionaire telling you. Honor the, won't you listen to a billionaire? Solomon. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. The first fruit is different. The possession in offerings and tithes, honor him. For projects, honor him. Go to the next verse. Look at the result of it. Because he had the resolve and he wants you to also partake of it. He says, so your bands will be filled with plenty. So your, we have testimonies. We have, we have promises of, about, of plenty. Promises of breakthrough, breaking forth, enlarge your coast. Nothing is happening. Nothing is leaving your hand. That's what you Things are not coming from your heart. If you have given your heart, your hands will be given. Your pulse will be given. Your accounts will be given. Look at, so your bands will be filled with plenty and your vat will overflow with new wine. You are building a personal house. God's house is not being built. God must be a priority. God must be a priority. That's what David did. That's what Solomon did. In, in um, um, Agai chapter 1, he said, I'm going to punch your pockets because you have left my house desolate. He said, you are living in paneled houses. Agai chapter 1, he said, you are living in paneled houses. He said, I'm going to put holes in your pockets, put holes in your accounts. That means, you know, there will be devourers, all those things. Look at what it says, Agai, once four. He said, is it time for you yourself to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins. So when we have projects, you should be happy. You should be praying that we should, you know, I told you, I think I went, I told you I went for one prophet Eskaya's meeting and then he called for a project I didn't even know I got in front. I mean, we, we spent close to like 400,000 or something, going to like half a million. And then, you know, the land in Ife showed up. For your information, for the land in Ife, we got close to like about 23 or 28 million discounts. You know what that means? You know what that means? And he said, we sold for so, 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 4.5 million, 4 million. And I said, okay, because, you know, we bear the same name, 3.5 million. And I went to Ivanku, I said, no, we know, blah, blah. I said, okay, me personally, I will give you 500,000. And we bought small, like 15, 16 prof, going to two, three acres. But you have two acres for church. Honor oh, no God. Honor God. 
you have so much and bring in little. You eat and you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put in the, into a bag with oaths. Can you see that? Verse 7. said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Can you help me preach to your neighbor? Talk to about five people. Say, consider your ways. 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 Can you see reason you're not satisfied? Yes. It's not because you are under a cause. Things you can even be comfortable a little bit, but things are not the way they should be. Go up to the mountains and bring wood, build the temple, and that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Can you see that? Yes, you look for much, but indeed it came to little. When you brought it home, I blew it. <laughs> I blew it. <laughs> he just... Ah, why? Says the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that is in ruins. Why every one of you runs it to his own house. Can you see that? Yeah. Therefore the heavens above you withhold the dew. And the earth withholds its fruit. You don't finish. Closed heaven is unproductive earth. Once heaven opens... Is supply rays, even in natural supply rays, and there will be germinations, the earth will bring forth and board, according to Isaiah. You see that? Even in the realm of the spirit, there must be open heavens so that the earth can give you its increase. As from today, I declare by the mercies of God, heavens are open upon you. Earth begins to give you its increase. Can you shout amen? amen. One more verse, verse 11. For I called for a drought on the land and the mountains, on the grain and the new wine and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men and livestock and on all the labor of your Jesus. Call for the drought. Dryness, famine, just repent. Just repent. Go and obey the voice of the Lord. Obey the voice of the Lord. In, in Exodus 34, God, by the hands of Moses, gave a command that they should give for the work of the temple. People responded so much. And Moses had integrity as a minister of God. When he was more than enough, he told them to stop giving. People were moved by the Spirit. I'm praying that you are moved by the Spirit, that you are quickened by the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Yaba Project is there. Ikeja Project is there. Ife Project is there. London Project, UK Project is there. It's so many things to always, when you have it, you have the seed, sow it. We don't have to call for it. Be faithful in your tithing. Be faithful. Be honoring God with your offerings. Stop giving God blind offering. Offerings fill with order. A soothing, smelling aroma. That's what you should be doing to God. Give me, let me just give you this last scripture. Last scripture. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Hmm. I want to show you a church. Because you can, you can say, well, I don't have much. You know, I, I'm still poor. May you not remain poor. How to get out of poverty is to give your way out of poverty. Did you hear Jesus Christ saying that the greatest giver in this meeting is this widow that gave her last two coins, two mines? She gave, he said, that's the greatest. You know, what God is calling the greatest giving is, is your giving is honorable and valuable when we try to estimate what remains after you have given. So it means that that's all, because Jesus said that's all that she had. All that she had. So some people, he said, others were giving out of their abundance. He said, but this woman, that's all that she had. So that means her own sacrifice surprised, surpassed every other person's sacrifice. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. This was a poor church. Highly criticized, persecuted church that in a great trial of affliction, can you see that? And the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abandoned in the riches of their liberality. They say, poor. Can you see? But they were liberal. They were liberal. They are poor. They are liberal. 
Yes? That means they were giving their poverty away. They were giving it away. And I'm not saying that you are giving, you know, to, to receive from God. You are going to receive from God, but you are giving primarily to honor and worship God. God will now give you intelligence. He will connect you. He will give you a job. He will bless you. He will create an avenue that, you know, like that. And therefore, I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. They were always willing to give. Bible says that those who are willing and obedient, we eat the good of the land. Yes? Next verse. Imploring us with much urgency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Can you see that? Verse 5. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. That's living sacrifice. And then to us by the will of God. So which means they gave themselves to God. You gave themselves to the leadership of the church to serve to help them, to work with them, and all that, and you give beyond your capacity. You give beyond. You see, whoever will not give, we always want to take. Those who don't give are the ones that want to have entitlement mentality. Start giving. Give beyond your capacity. Give. Go to chapter, chapter 9, verse 6. Chapter 9, verse 6. That's where I will close. But this I say to you, this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I've explained to you what it means to sow sparingly and bountifully, you know, before. But let me just focus on bountifully. It means to give bountifully means you are giving with blessing consciousness. You are giving that you, you know that you know that you can never lack. You know that you know that God will intervene. Such a person will give, probably even without every, anything remaining. Somebody sent me a seed. You know, I just opened my account, I saw it, one huge seed, and I was just talking to God about that. So I go, before God, I mean, it's like God smiling and saying that I trust you. I've wired everything, every damn thing. So don't think you are talking to somebody who is not a, I can't be, I can't be freely discussing it like this. All my life has been to the expansion, advancement of the kingdom. I remember when I first made money, I made 1.5 million. Five, long, long time ago. Gave, check, gave this. You know. In fact, in those days, I was tempted to be sponsoring the vision that God gave me until he told me, he said, look, you, can't, you have to teach your sons you know, and daughters to rise up and give. So you give. You give bountifully. That is with blessing consciousness. When you give with blessing consciousness, you are able to give both the volume and the, both the quantity and the quality. You see that? Both the quantity and the quality. The quality is, is with regard to your heart, and God sees that. The quantity is what men can see. And I'm not saying you should give so that men can see, all right? Uh -huh. But that giving that you cannot do, that men might not trace, except if you are discreet about it. Go to verse 7. He says, so let each one give as he proposes in his hands. That's why in this ministry we don't levy, we don't we give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So don't say, I'm a poor person. Don't say, I'm a student. I don't earn much. Don't say, uh, they give me money from home. I'm like, wake up and start giving. Stop giving God nonsense offering. Honor him. Pack your offering. Come with it. Can't it be counting? That's what I'm offering. No. <laughs> Do what I'm saying as we are closing the year and see how 2024 will open for you. And that's just the truth. So let each one give as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. We don't force people. We don't levy. We don't do all those things. For God loves a cheerful giver. But this is teaching of the scripture. You have to be tough. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having a sufficiency in all things may abound, may have an abundance for every good work. Can you see that? Next verse, verse 9. He said, all grace. You can pray and not get all grace. You pray for all grace, and God will put seed in your hand. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Yes, verse 10, 
and see what Bible says. Now, may he who supplies seeds to the sower. That's the first thing. God wants you to sow. He's not, uh, he's, he didn't supply seed. He doesn't supply seed. He doesn't supply bread to the eater first. He supplies seed to the sower first. Comma, and bread for food. Can you see that? The priority is seed sowing. And he says, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So that means your righteousness beginning to bear fruit. You can see your money sponsoring crusade. You can see your money changing lives. You can see your money giving wings to the gospel. You can, are you getting what I'm saying? That's why I advise you, be a living sacrifice. Be a partner. Give for the project. Give your time. Be faithful in your offering. Let God move you to do things that are beyond your imagination. And it will be well with him. I can assure you that all grace always go after. The, see, let me tell you something. I've seen the ends of God in my life. I get things in a very wonderful way. I can see angels going ahead of me for negotiation, angels handling this, handling that, and that is the truth. You enjoy your grace, and that is because you have to give yourself. When next I come, um, on Wednesday, I'm going to be teaching Honor Code Part 2. In the Honor Code Part 2, I will put ministering to men, honoring men. This one is honoring God. Honoring men, that is yourself, your pastors, your parents, the poor. I will put everything together and discuss it on, on Wednesday. And then we're going to continue something else. We're going to do something else next week, uh, Sunday. Are you blessed? Come on, give God a shout!